What's up? What's up? Hey. Welcome back to another episode of QID, the podcast that talks about why you probably don't need to DIY your wedding. Or maybe you do. I don't know. It's up to you. Oh, gosh. Okay. So I'm actually like this. I'm really excited about our guests today. Not saying I'm never been excited about any guests, but this is our first guest that was like on TV. Yes. And you know what? I actually (laughs) just got an alert from my Netflix stating that this was coming out March 10th. And I was like, guess what? (laughs) (laughs) Already know. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) So if you don't know by now, we are talking to Sarah Miller from the Netflix show Marriage or Mortgage, which y'all like one, Hugh, I do talking to Netflix folks. Like that's, that's, you understand we big stuff now. Like, yes. (laughs) Yes, you can't tell us nothing. Well, you can, you can't. Right, right. <laughs> but seriously, I mean, we were really, really honored by the opportunity. Um, I ended up talking to Sarah since Tania, you know, it's hard at work. Um, and we actually had a really good conversation about wedding budgets because, and, you know, just easy tips for brides um, to consider and think of as they are in the planning process of either their first wedding, their postponement, their renewal, whatever they're doing. And I mean, look, this show, like we, we talk a little bit about the show, honestly, y'all need to watch it. Like it is a really, really good show. If you like easy shows to kind of watch, maybe you're in between binging shows, or maybe you just want something that's like kind of light and fun to watch. I mean, Sarah and Nicole have such a great kind of like back and forth, like they banter really well, but it's really from a good place. And you get to see these 10 different couples, 10 different stories. And basically, do they pick their house of their dreams? You know, the house that meets them where they are in their life and their relationship right now? Or do they get the wedding? Because you know, for various reasons, these people haven't gotten married yet. Overall, I just really enjoyed the show. And I think all of you will too. I mean, truly, if you're watching it, please let us know because it was great. I I enjoyed it. I mean, I can't wait for season two. I hope they get a season two and I hope they can expand to other areas too, like have a marriage or mortgage Atlanta. Marriage and Mortgage Chicago, Marriage and Mortgage Dallas, you know, be all over the place. I love it. And you guys will also be excited to know that it's not a super, super long episode, but it's a good episode with a lot of nuggets um, for you to consider no matter where you are in your planning process. So hope you enjoy. So as you all know, we have a shop. Yeah, we've actually had a shop a lot longer than some of your favorite other shops. But look... You can shop there too. But right now, we want you to shop with Hue I Do. Go to shop.hueido.com and find stickers, mugs, sweatshirts, tees, and so much more for you, your bridal party, and your favorite wedding vendors. So thank us later, but enjoy it now. 
We have a very, very wonderful guest on the show today. I'm so excited for all of you to get to meet her and listen to what she has to say and just get to know her overall. So guess, would you like to introduce yourself? Sure. Um, Sarah Miller from Nashville, Tennessee. I own Southern Vine and Company, a luxury event planning company here in Nashville. And yeah, I'm one of the hosts on Marriage or Mortgage. Love it. Oh my gosh. And I have enjoyed binging. It was such a quick and easy watch between shows. And so I'm pretty sure that our listener would also enjoy the show, especially our listener friends that are, you know, planning their wedding or planning their postponement ceremony like me. So please guys, of course, check out that on Netflix. So Sarah, before we like really dive in, I would like to know like what got you started. So tell me briefly kind of like your wedding planning origin story. Sure. So I grew up in Atlanta. Um, my family still lives there. My mom has been an interior designer since I was you know, born. Um, so I kind of got thrown into the design world and I went to school for interior design, worked with interior design companies, you know, as I was young. And then 10 years ago, I actually got married and started planning my own wedding, of course, um, mm-hmm. and fell in love with it. So my design background kind of went hand in hand and I just wanted to be a wedding planner so bad. I just loved everything about it. So yeah, I started um, reaching out to wedding planning companies and ended up in Nashville. And that's kind of what brought me here is was a new career. And ever since then, it's just been a passion of mine. And it's been a blessing. I love it more than words can explain. It's, you know, it's not a job to me. It's something that I honestly get up every morning and smile about. So it's been great. But yeah, so about five years ago, I opened up my own company. And that's kind of where we are today. Nice. Oh my gosh. And I mean, that background, I mean, we've talked to a few that have come on and they'll say that, you know, they're a wedding planner because they plan their own wedding, but they are, they were in an industry that is completely like outside of anything related to design or weddings or anything. Mm -hmm. It's like, yeah, I was an accountant and now I'm a, how, how (laughs) that doesn't like, there's a little bit that might transfer, but Mm -hmm. not a lot. So that, that seemed perfect for you, honestly. Yeah. It goes Um, hand in hand. I think very, very well, because again, being a wedding planner, you really have to have the design you know, passion or background a little bit, because if not, I mean, all of that stuff kind of, you know, goes together. Exactly. Now we're going to play a quick game of this or that. Listeners know that this is a game we play every single week where you pick between this option or the other, and you explain why you selected the option you selected. Of course, remember everyone, this is the option that you would prefer to have the most, right? So this week is a very marriage or mortgage themed game. So we're going to do three quick rounds and we'll let you start, of course, and then we'll go to the next round. So to start out, ceremony at the church and a reception somewhere else or a venue where all of these take place in the same. Oh, that's a tough one. Um, <laughs> ooh, I would have to say ceremony at church. And okay. I will say the reason why, again, I am all about different elements of surprise. Like I love, you know, ceremony. I think a traditional in a church is stunning. Again, it kind of just gives you your own backdrop and your own style and your own feel for the church that you pick. Mm-hmm. Um, and then kind of going to a different reception 
it's just, it's just fun. It's just a whole, like I said, like a whole element of surprise. Nice. Okay. I, I would say for me though, I really, I wish I had like a very gorgeous church that I grew up in where I could do ceremony at the church. I think I've actually I, I changed my mind. I would actually prefer to have an all-in-one venue just so we don't have to worry about the transportation of it all. Like if any, there's, if there's any transportation issues, it's really just, you know, hotel to the venue and back, you know, nothing else. Okay. What about cocktail hour by the pool or cocktail hour on the roof? Oh, um, cocktail hour by the pool for yeah. sure. Um, just the whole atmosphere of it. I mean, you can add floating things in the pool. It's just, again, I think it's, that's such a cool vibe. Oh, I agree. And I mean, speaking to kind of like the two venues that we see on the show, though that cocktail hour by the pool was simply gorgeous. I would probably prefer rooftop, but I don't know. Maybe I will do the cocktail hour by the pool because it's ground level. And sometimes, you know, you got to think about accessibility issues. So yeah, yeah. Okay. Cocktail hour by the pool. Um, (laughs) All right. In the last round, uh, a helicopter exit or a Rolls Royce exit. Uh, Via helicopter. I mean, Mm. you would not want to leave via helicopter for sure. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty much like a statement, right? I mean, (laughs) that's everybody leaves via car. (laughs) Not everyone leaves. A lot of Rolls Royces. It's I'm not I'm not dissing that at all because I think they're beautiful and they are amazing. But between those two, I would have to say helicopter. Very good option. I'm going to say Rolls Royce exit because heights. <laughs> My husband is afraid of heights, you know, or not afraid of heights, but you know, like we just like being on the ground, <laughs> <laughs> you know. <laughs> oh, oh gosh. Okay, so that was fun. Thank you for that. The conversation today is mostly about kind of wedding budget, saving tips, and you have plenty of experience there. A lot of our listeners are brides, whether they just got married or they're still planning their wedding. And you know, 2020 was a hot mess when it came to weddings. Um, And 2021 is seeming to be a little bit better, but there's still, you know, we're not completely out the blue or the, not the blue, the red. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? (laughs) We're not quite there yet. You know, there are a lot of brides that are listening that are probably still trying to figure out what to do money-wise, whether they just got engaged or what, on, you know, where can they save because maybe they had to lose some money because a venue closed or whatever it is. So like I said before, kind of these questions are more about like tips about how to save money, dealing with your wedding budget and all the things that kind of come into this like weird space that you don't really know about until you're planning your wedding. And then it's like, Oh, okay. Uh, that's easily like $35,000 and my budget was 20. (laughs) So to start, do you believe that we should sacrifice costs over the dream life? So that's, you know, whether it's the dream wedding we have, the dream house, the vacation, the want for kids, um, do you believe that we should have any sacrifices to make those things happen? Actually, I'll say this. I think it's hard to say sacrifice too, because again, mm-hmm. it seems like such a tough thing when people go into planning things and thinking about their future. Mm-hmm. I personally, as a wedding planner, and listen, I have been in, you know, our, the show, the basis of it, I have been there and done that. So everybody has a dream of, of, 
perfect wedding, a perfect house, kids, all of that kind of stuff. I just, my number one thing would be come into it and plan like with the correct budget in mind, like try to allocate certain funds for each area and do not go over your means. So I, I don't ever want anybody to say they have to sacrifice or they have to cut out things because they can't afford it. I really do think like hiring a wedding planner or hiring a professional um, as a real estate agent or somebody, you know, to help you with maximizing your budget and putting you in the right direction is the first step that you number one need to do because somebody could come to us with a $20,000 budget. Somebody could come to us with a hundred thousand dollar budget. They don't, they might not even know what they can afford. So Mm -hmm or what they really, really want. So I think again, just coming to us with a budget in mind first and letting us maximize that and showing you're in the right direction is probably my, would be my first step. Okay. Very good. So why do you think that so many of us think that we have to have one or the other, you know, like, why don't we feel as if we can have the dream wedding and the dream house? I think nowadays, just because of prices skyrocketing and mm-hmm. you know, buying a house is not inexpensive and having a wedding nowadays is not inexpensive, um, the prices are just not what they used to be. So again, you know, a lot of people that want these beautiful weddings and venues and the cost of those things are just high. So to put $40,000 on a wedding or $40,000 on a house you have to think about that, multiply that by two. That's, that's a big chunk of change at, at first, you know? So again, I think the biggest thing is, Hey, where, what's your lifestyle look like? Like think about all the pros and the cons of doing, you know, one versus the other. Um, Again, I am more of a traditionalist. So I believe in, you know, starting a marriage with a good foundation and doing the, the wedding first and then, you know, working hard for what you want for the rest of your life, you know, houses come and go, but your wedding is, you know, the one thing that you should have for the rest of your life. I completely agree. Oh my gosh. I mean, you can like a house once you get into it and then realize, Hey, I need to do this or I need to, you know, like maybe it's fine the first few months and then the water heater goes out, (laughs) you know, like there's a, a cost associated that you weren't necessarily thinking of, but your wedding is your wedding. You have those photos, those memories. And it's happy. Right. Again, it's just, it's the start to your life it, as a married couple and your spouse and, and having, you know, like I said, that great foundation that pushes you forward to work hard for those things that you want. Exactly. Okay. So let's think about um, those couples with limited budgets because maybe they're paying for it themselves and maybe their family can't really help or Maybe they're trying to start a family, maybe, or maybe they already have a family, you know, and maybe they want to grow it some more, but they haven't gotten married yet. Um, What element of the wedding causes the biggest sticker shock in your opinion? Um, Well, I I think there's a few. So I think food can be pretty high. Mm -hmm. Also, I think flowers can be pretty high as well. Those are the two probably main things that I see um, can sometimes give you know, my client's sticker shock. Mm-hmm. Um, again, venues as well, just because it, depending upon where you're looking, of course, if you're looking on a Saturday, of course, it's going to be a higher venue rental than it would probably on a Friday or a Sunday. So, and if you're looking in the city versus outside of the city, all of those things come into play. So, but I would say the higher, you know, the higher guest count you have, of course, you're going to have a higher sticker shock on anything. So that's, that's something to think about. Very good point. That's uh, something we try to reiterate time and time again. Like it, it all boils down to the amount of people you have there because 
I think a lot of times when we think of your, you know, the wedding guests, you're just thinking about the food. Like, yeah, I have to pay for them to eat. It's like, yeah. And also to drink and to sit down and the invitations that you send out. Yeah. I mean, there's, it's just so much. The centerpiece is on the table because they've, you know, you've gone from seven at a table to now eight at a table. So, you know, there are things that can impact um, and it all boils down to the amount of people <laughs> um, a lot of times. Yeah, it, that, it needs to start there, basically. It really needs to start because you can't really plan anything until you know what type of guest count you're looking at because that could drive you into you know, your different venues and all of that kind of stuff too, because most venues can't hold a certain amount of people. So if you're looking at starting at, let's just, I'm just going to throw a number out there. If you're saying you want 200 people at your wedding, mm-hmm. you, there's a lot of venues that can't hold that. So you're limited. Um, and it, again, it might be more expensive. It might drive your price up. Very true. Okay. So we're going to go back to speaking about guests in a second, but first, um, why do you think that brides struggle in general with their budget? I think it's hard to see because having a certain amount of number and there's a lot of different elements, you know, what goes into a budget. There's a lot mm-hmm. of small things too. It's not just your actual vendors, like rentals, flowers, food, it's your taxes and your service fees and all of that kind of stuff that they might not even think about in the beginning. So that's something again, that can kind of drive up their budget. But I think seeing everything as a whole and having, you know, this large wish list, they might not be, they might not have somebody that's guiding them to in the right directions of like, putting their money smartly into areas that really mean more to them than other areas that don't. Mm. That's a good point. Cause usually I guess when, you know, you're starting this route, you're the, I feel like the main people in your ear are either your family members, mostly media family that would be likely contributing or helping in some form or fashion. And then of course, like your best friends, So they're the ones that are, you know, showing you the cute thing they saw on Instagram of like, you know, this gorgeous flower arch. And it's like, yeah, but actually that just by itself could be $1,500. You don't know that. So, yeah. Okay. Um, Well, how do you think we can control the costs when we come from large families? And I'm kind of speaking for myself um, that are sometimes footing the bill. Sure. So honestly, actually, I think like talking about smart money and dumb money, I'll go back to that again. I say it to every single one of my clients. It's like walk into this with an open mind for sure. But I want to get, you know, the utopia of your wedding. And I don't want to have to compromise anything. I want you to have the exact feel, the exact dream wedding that you're looking for. But we might just have to scale back on certain things. But trying to figure out what's most important up front if it's the food or if it's the ambiance or if it's the, you know, the music and then kind of helping scale back on the other areas, just again, to fit all of that into your dream wedding. You know, I mean, it's, it's definitely a big, a big deal talking about budgets and and most brides actually don't know even where to begin with money coming into planning a wedding. They have no clue what the cost is for food. They have no clue what the cost is for flowers all of that kind of stuff, but having an idea of the style and presenting that to your wedding planner can, again, let them extend your budget as much as they can and help you and guide you where you can maximize your look along with your budget. Love that. To me, the biggest takeaway from that is like, get a planner. (laughs) They will help you with a lot of just navigating all of this because, you know, planners are, obviously, you know this, Planners know the ins and outs of weddings, 
right. random bride who might have been a bridesmaid in her friend's wedding, you know, 24, 26 months ago, wasn't really in the day to day of those conversations that her friend was having with, you know, her planner, whether it was her mom or her day of or a month of, you know, like they don't know those things. So, you know, once you're starting this whole route of like wedding planning, there's just so much you don't know. Um, which one thing you mentioned, I kind of, I mean, going back to the, like, what is it that you really want? Like what makes it your dream wedding? And I thought of the episode um, with Precious and Alex, where she really wanted the multi-tiered cake and you were able to show them like, Hey, so this cake could be this much, but then also you can do it this route where, you know, it gives the aesthetic of this multi-tiered gorgeous cake, but where, you know, we can do the sheet cake option in the back. And that allows you to save so much more money that can be put somewhere else. So love, love, love everything you just said. Um, Using a planner to, again, like we're, we're armed with such strong vendor relationships here and, you know, in, in anywhere that we plan, but it just saves our clients so much time. And, you know, it's time's money basically nowadays. If, you know, it takes a lot yeah. of time and effort to plan a wedding, but like if you're jumping into this by yourself and you have no clue who's who in the area that you're looking to get married, you're just, you know, you're wasting endless amount of hours. And also you don't know the price points of these vendors. So it's like, you could reach out to somebody, but there might be somebody better for you to use. And that's kind of where a planner comes in and, and you really, really, really have to lean on them to help you, you know, cause a planner might be one fee that you might not want to you know, invest in, but in the long run, they're going to end up probably saving you money. Completely agree. I can't even think of the amount of times that even, I mean, so my husband and I eloped in October. Yeah. But even in that, I mean, we worked with the planner we had originally set when we were thinking, oh, we're going to have a big ceremony. And even with just the elopement, she helped us out well beyond what I could have ever imagined. And even I mean, with, you know, like the few months that we decided this is what we're going to do, this is how we're going to transition, there was still so much that I would not have been able to just do on my own. So to those that are trying to DIY it and like plan it themselves, you know, hats off to you, but that's not me. I don't. I'm not set up for that type of stress in my life. <laughs> so to be honest with you, I can't even DIY. So like, I get yeah, a lot of work, a lot of work. <laughs> uh, well, speaking of DIY, I'm going to hop around a little bit. So speaking of DIY, is it cheaper to go that route? And why or why not? I would say no, to be honest with you. And I've, and just to kind of throw this out there, I've had some of my brides and stuff ask about, um, I had one of my brides ask about fake flowers. I was like, by the time you go buy expensive fake flowers, you might as well honestly hire a, a florist because yeah you know, putting those things together and then having to do something with them at the end and all of that kind of stuff. It's just way better to hire a professional and have them do it for you, have them set it up, break it down. You don't have to worry about any of it. Yeah. I mean, it's stuff like that. It's just not inexpensive. Again, it's just more time. And then having the ability to get it there and get it out. Exactly. I think of, I remember years ago when I was, you know, my husband and I were just dating. My mom was like, when that time comes, please hire someone because I am not trying to help you set stuff up that like days before the weeks before, like, I don't want to 
work your wedding. I just want to be able to enjoy it. And I think I understand that, you know, a lot of times couples are just thinking of the cost of everything. So they're trying to buy the flowers. They're trying to get their bridesmaids to come over and help glue together stuff or, you know, tie up the invitations to mail it off. And well, I mean, I completely understand that, but it's also like you, because you're not spending that money here, you're now using the time and the resources in a way that like you could just be enjoying your engagement or you could be mentally, you know, preparing for the wedding day or the wedding weekend or whatever it is, instead of all of this legwork. And there are people there to help you with this. Like literally it is, it's your job. <laughs> like, this is your job. And so that there are people... Yeah. I mean, we tell all of our clients that we're like, listen, you need to be your family, especially you need to be a guest at your wedding. Like you do not need to be working. You do not need to lift a finger. You need to be enjoying it. And I think again, just going back on that budget question where you just said, like, they feel like they're going to save money if they DIY. Most brides don't know again, the budgets and the things of the price points of anything really much nowadays either. But Mm -hmm. I think that most people should be surprised on what they really can't afford and hiring a wedding planner can help that. But yeah, I mean, definitely having a wedding planner do the, all the research and stuff for you is number one key. I mean, thinking that you can't afford flowers like Precious and Alex, that was actually one that you just spoke about on the show when we were planning with them. One of their biggest things was Precious didn't think that she could afford flowers in her budget which was very, very funny because she, she had a nice budget, but she had, you know, had a bigger guest count. She had a lot of wishes and a lot of dreams. But the one thing that she did say to us coming into this um, process was, I don't think I can afford anything, any flowers at all in my budget, but you know, she really could. It was just maybe scaling back on certain other things or putting more money where she really wanted it. Like, you know, she wanted this beautiful cake, but slimming back on certain things like that, getting you a beautiful cake, but having cake to cut in the background, you know, but again, visiting those vendors and seeing where it's not going to hurt to get a quote from anybody. That would be some advice that I say for sure. Like definitely reach out and get quotes before you get scared about budget. Very good. That is a really good tip because of course you don't know what anything costs until you do the research. Right. So yeah. Most vendors, they will give you free estimates. Like you're not going to pay for something like a consultation or anything like that. They, they shouldn't. I mean, some might, but most of them, if you were interested in, you know, having, getting their business and things like that, they'll, they'll give you a free estimate for sure. Very good tip. Thank you. So outside of lowering the guest count, what are like maybe a few more ideas that you have for, you know, couples to cut their costs during the planning? Lowering guest count. Yeah, that's definitely number one, of course, because every little thing that you do is going to knock that down, you know, from, you know, your tables, chairs, linens, all that kind of stuff. But I would recommend if there's an option to change up your seating arrangements, like of course, a plated Mm. dinner versus a buffet or stations is going to be a little bit more expensive because your weight stuff is going to go a little higher. So if you're open to changing up the actual flow of your, your actual food or catering service, I think that would be a great tip. The next thing too is, is flowers. So you can get a lot of bang for your buck 
with changing up flowers. Again, lean on the professionals for that, like figure out what's in season, figure out what um, might be a happy trade-off. If you're looking at more expensive flowers, maybe you can find something that is something similar in look or color. So that could help as well. Greenery goes a long way. So does candles. I love mixing in a lot of candles, lots of different eclectic stuff, like mixtures of heights. I think that helps to um, really pull off a smart look. Um, the other thing would probably be your music or, you know, if you're going from a band, if you're open to a DJ, you would save a ton of money. And DJs are, of course, so much fun as well because they can mix all genres of music. So where I love a band, um, that would be a big, big, big budget cut to go to a DJ instead of a band. Ooh, all of those were great tips. I also love candles. So I'm just picturing, you know, the mixture of like, yeah. Maybe greenery with some different type of candles and heights and all of that. Uh, yeah. Now, Lighting goes a long way. Lighting definitely goes a long way for sure. I mean, another thing as well, like um, with back on the flowers is depending upon your bridal party, I mean, using the bridesmaids bouquets in certain arrangements or filling in as a runner or something um, can eliminate, you know, some of the table decor and stuff. So definitely maximizing everything that you're wanting to include to reuse it if you can. Love that idea. Because I mean, honestly, they could still take it with them afterwards if they want, right? So yeah, love that idea. Okay. Well, what do you think is worth splurging on, like on the wedding day? Oh, okay. So I'm going to say ambiance. Like I am all about Mm. decor. So I, that's my fail just because the whole theme of your wedding, I feel like just sets the whole, you know, presence of what you're trying to achieve and walking into a room with beautiful decor, I think is amazing. It really does just give you all the, all the happy feelings. I feel like when you walk in there. (laughs) I completely agree. Um, I'm just thinking of some of my favorite weddings I've seen within the last maybe two years and it's, it's that feel that you get when, you know, like the lighting is right and like the colors yeah. come together all, oh gosh, it's like, ugh, it's just gorgeous. I love it. Obviously is totally, I mean, of course there's, there's a lot of things that are important and stuff too, but walking into a room, like I said, and you do, you're right. You have the like right lighting, you have the flowers, you have candles, linens, chairs, all of the stuff kind of pulled together. Um, it's just a well-designed, you know, room, I guess is what you want to walk into. And it's just, a, it's a good feeling. Completely agree. All right. So last question, what advice would you give to a bride that is house hunting and also wedding planning at the same time? Ooh, okay. Definitely budget. <laughs> Prepare your budget. Do not go out of your means. Scale back where you need to, but yeah, for sure. Come into the wedding planning and have an idea and plan your budgets first. You have to, because there's no point in house setting. There's no point in wedding planning unless you can have those budgets allocated for each area before even walking into either one of them. Wonderful advice. Again, like there's no point in going broke. So that (laughs) we're not in the industry to make people unhappy and go broke. That's not what we're doing. We're just, we want to make people, you know, have a wonderful time at a wedding and fulfill their dreams on that, but also look forward to the future, not feeling negative about buying a house. (laughs) So we would love people to do both if they can afford it, but to be smart about it is the number one thing. Love that so much. Thank you so much, Sarah. Oh my Um, gosh. And now it's time for this week's unsolicited advice, which you know is what I do every week. I give you advice you did not ask for because when you get engaged, that happens a lot. 
Okay. So this week, I'm actually going to say something slightly controversial. Hopefully no one is really offended by this. But honestly, if you want to go dress shopping by yourself, meaning you don't want to bring all your bridal party, you don't even want to bring your parents or, you know, an aunt or best friend, it's okay. Like if you just want to go on your lunch break and just try on a dress or a few dresses, that is fine. Remember, this is still your, very much your wedding process, your engagement process. You are allowed to do things that are not traditionally known or done before. So do that if you want. That's my advice for this week. Tania, I think it's time for the vendors. Yes. So we're going to move into the wedding vendor love. Sarah, who would you like to shout out this week? Oh my gosh, there's so many. I will definitely have to say Spark Vintage Rentals. I love them more than anything, just for the coolest, you know, vignettes and sofas and eclectic furniture. Mm -hmm. Um, LMA Designs, she is my, not just my friend, but one of the most amazing florists in Nashville. So she's Lauren Marie Atkinson. I'll have to give a shout out to G Catering. Guy and Rebecca love, and their food is fabulous. Southern Events, one of the best rental companies. And Taylor made flower crowns. She's like, honestly, one of the most amazing individuals and so creative for the coolest vibe of flower crowns. And that's oh, her- I love it. It's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's cute. That's cute. And that's different. I mean, you don't always get to like, right. you know, get a flower crown at a wedding. So yeah, love that. Ashley, who would you like to shout out for this week? So I am going to shout out a wedding venue based in Alvin, Texas. The venue is Morgan Falls Event Center. And this is an all-inclusive venue. They call themselves a hidden gem of Alvin, Texas. And from what I can tell, this is a very nice venue. Um, I believe it's Black-owned or at least owned by a person of color. So that's always nice. Um, But if you're looking for kind of that all-in-one aesthetic, definitely go check out the Morgan Falls. Um, Their website is themorganfalls.com and their Instagram is the Morgan Falls. So check that out. What about you, Tania? This week, I'm going to shout out a makeup artist by the name of Portia. She can be found on IG on at the T-Air Touch. She recently did one of the actress on Boomerang on BET. Um, her name is Brittany. She recently did her wedding. Her wedding was beautiful. And our lovely friender, Ashley, was the photographer that, for that wedding. And so I wanted to just go ahead and shout out the makeup artist. Definitely look her up if you're in need of a makeup artist here in Atlanta. Good stuff. Good stuff. So before we let you go, um, of course, you have plenty of things to plug. Would you like to tell our listeners what they should be looking for, where to find you, all of the, this is the plug session. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Okay. So definitely watch Marriage or Mortgage on Netflix, March 10th. There's 10 episodes, binge watch them, keep watching them. We're so excited 
that it's going to air. You can find us in Nashville, Tennessee. Southern Vine and Company is our business. And we're on Instagram and Facebook and it's Southern Vine Co. Love it. So you two actually work together. This wasn't like a Netflix put you together thing. No, it's Netflix put us together. Totally. We didn't even know. uh, We were not friends before. We knew of each other in passing. We had never spoken. But um, Small World is that Nicole is actually very good friends with one of my good friends. Mm. And again, we just kind of knew each other in passing at kids' birthday parties, things like that. And the show brought us together randomly. Yeah. I love it. I mean, the chemistry between you two is just perfect. Like, I would have never thought that y'all were put together. (laughs) You know, I would have assumed that you've known each other like decades. We love each other. I mean, there is a healthy competition for sure between both of us. I mean, we want what we want, you know, but they, uh, yeah, it's, it's awesome. We, we love the show. We love doing it. We're praying for a second season if we can get it. And uh, yeah, it's again, it just puts a smile on our face because we had a blast. Perfect. Okay. So Tania, where can people find us? Yes, you can find us at uidu.com, mm-hmm. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, TikTok. And while you're at it, please don't forget to give us a review on iTunes or Apple Podcasts or any place where you can give us a review um, because that allows other brides and grooms and wedding vendors just like you to find a podcast that speaks to people just like them. So, well, thank you so much again for, you know, taking the time to chat with me. And I'm beyond sure that our listeners are going to be thrilled to watch the show, thrilled about this episode. So I am just, again, so thankful for this chance to talk to you. So good. Well, we are too. Well, thank you again for your time. Thank you so much. Y'all have a good one. Thank you guys. Bye. Bye.